podcast. You see how? Do you see how I did a, a fade so Brad wouldn't have to do anything? Podcast. I mean, it's a really effective <laughs> technique. Oh, I'm Rachel Morgan. I am the creative director for the Sidewalk Film Festival and Cinema. And I'm Corey Kraft. We're here to talk about movies. You ready to do it? Oh, why not? Let's talk about some movies. What's this shit? <laughs> Corey, what is this shit? You'll have to tell me what the shit is before I can identify it. I know. I know. I just wanted to say I just wanted to sing it again. Okay, yeah. here we go. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm watching some bullshit. Okay. I and bet this, it's a really good movie. Oh, I'm telling you right now, it is absolute bullshit, and it's something I know that you probably fucking love. All right, let's hear okay. it. There is a man flying. Do you know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's flying. I'm putting flying in quotes. He kinda Men can't do that. He kind of comes up off the ground. It's like flying. Okay? okay. All right. It'd be cool to be able to do that, but no, we can't. Um, there's a helicopter. Okay. There's some military dudes. Okay. There's Then there becomes this weird, the helicopter blade is spinning, and there's a weird, I'm standing even though I'm 10 feet from the helicopter blade yeah. kind of look that maybe is what a human being would look like if they could resist that, but maybe not. It's all very odd. Uh-huh. Do you know what this is? Is the man Superman? I don't know what Superman looks like. He's he wears the Superman outfit. Oh no, he wasn't wearing that here. He might be Superman. He might be Clark Kent, but he was not wearing a Superman outfit here. <sighs> well, screaming. Then... The man then begins to man scream. He's screaming. Ah, and and balking at the helicopter. And then he swats at the helicopter and it flies away. Wow. I it's like he I has the power to is. just whip his hand in the air and uh-huh. it flies away. I cannot believe you don't know what this is. No, I don't know what this is at all. So unless YouTube got it wrong, Uh because that's where I watched it now that I'm not up in the cardio cinema at this moment. Okay. This is X-Men Dark Phoenix. Oh, well, there's a reason I don't know what that is, because that movie doesn't exist. I mean, what do you I, mean, I did see it in theaters, but it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist? It, in one ear or eye and out oh, the other. Oh, I get it. I thought it I had stumbled doesn't upon exist. the dark web. Not, didn't yeah, know yeah. it. Yeah. X-Men Dark Phoenix released straight to the dark web because it's inappropriate <laughs> for um, uh, everybody else. So that's Magneto. That's Michael Fassbender is Ma- Magneto, who okay. apparently swats away a helicopter. Um, yeah. The X-Men franchise at Fox sure went out with a whimper. Um, wow. And that was the whimper. Actually, this m- movie, The New Mutants, that came out during the pandemic that doesn't exist even more than Dark Phoenix, if that's possible, uh, closed it out. But, um, I mean, Dark Phoenix has Fastbender, It has James McAvoy. You got Jennifer Lawrence in that movie still. She looks like she's being held at gunpoint, but she's probably in was, it. Probably was. Uh, Jessica Chastain is the villain. And um, old um, Sonya Stark. That's not her name. What was her name in Game of Thrones? I don't know. Sonia? That's not it. Somebody email us. Oh, it's amazing how quickly I forgot about Game of Thrones, too. Anyway, Sophie Turner is the actress. Um, she she is uh, the titular Dark Phoenix. Well, it's a bad I'm bored. movie. It's a bad movie. Um, I want to point out two things. One, that you saw this and didn't remember a man swatting Sansa. a helicopter. Sansa Stark. Not okay. Sonya. Retractions. <laughs> um, you saw this, saw a man whooping and slapping at a helicopter and didn't make a connection to it. And you have fully seen this. And that seems like a memorable scene. And you didn't remember it. But also, you didn't seem upset at all about not remembering it because that's clearly how much you hated this film. Yeah, it, it is 
completely anonymous in every way. Okay. I, I, so you don't I, even feel bad about no, getting it. No, I don't. It. I don't like because I would defy anybody else in the world okay. to remember that movie in wow. any way. Well, I've brought it to you today. All right. Well, sorry to all Dark Phoenix fans out there, but that movie is uh, nonsense and bad. It's time for that new segment of the podcast, Pick a City. All right, so it it falls upon me to pick a city, does it? Well, I'm gonna. I've got these pieces of paper that you can see, but uh, can. our listeners cannot, of course, they're uh, unless up. they're magical. And they're folded up, and I'm shuffling them around. And here's the thing about pick a city: that each one of these pieces of paper has a city on it. One of the cities is more obscure than the other three. Oh boy! So it is a deadly round. It's a deadly, like as if you're putting your hand in a thing, get bit up by a scorpion. Or like I'm Christopher Walken in The Deer Hunter. Right. Totally, totally. That's I was, a darker I was reference. thinking more like Flash Gordon, <laughs> right. which also isn't good. Um, <laughs> anyway, you don't want to get bit by that thing either. So here we go. You might get bit by the city and not know an answer, but um, I'm going to just, you know, Brad's going to give us some shuffling music right here, and I'm picking randomly. Do you want to call on which one, or do you want me just to do it? Pick randomly. Okay, I'm going with this one. All right. I'm unwrapping the piece of paper, and it is... The, it is the scorpion sting. Oh, no. It is the scorpion sting. It is Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona? Yes. Does a film come to mind? I can't believe you got the scorpion sting. We'll give you a minute. Maybe some, like, ding, 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 ding music right here. What while movie you... takes place in Phoenix? Well, you got the scorpion sting. Good God. I truly don't. I can't think of a movie that takes place in Phoenix. Can you, what, what film do you think of uh, in Arizona? I mean, I can think of any number of, like, John Ford Westerns that were probably shot in Arizona, but I don't think that's going to make a satisfying answer well, for anybody. take a stab, and then we'll look it up and see. Like, which one do you think might be shot in the Phoenix area? Oh, none of them. <laughs> oh, I mean, Raising Arizona okay. would be the easiest answer, probably, but... Um, yeah, but that... Mm, that's not Phoenix, I know. Yeah. Womp, womp, oh my womp. gosh! Are we going to have to turn to the internet? So what we're going to have to do is is return next next uh, next time around. I'm and not going to get to pick a city until I can think of one that takes place in Phoenix. You're going to have to do some research and bring it back. Nobody wants to listen to you search the internet. That's true, and that's how pick a city works. I know it's a new a new segment, but that's how it's going to work. So you bring uh, well, us okay. bring us bring us a film next time, and um, this means um, automatically the next time we have a five minute fight, you get one million points deducted off the off the bat. Oh, okay, Sam. so we're just making shit up now. All right, that's fine. Um, Make note of that, Sam. Didn't realize that uh, I was going to get homework from this podcast recording, but I guess that's just how life is these that days. That is how life is these days. Next time, bring us a film from Phoenix. All right. That was Pick a City. And now, fast film terms. That sounded fast. What was that? That is a f- the intro to fast film terms. Oh, fast gonna, film terms. Yeah, I'm going to throw a few film terms, a couple of film terms at you really quickly. You All tell right. me what they are. Okay. What is an actuality, or as I like to call it, an actuality? Uh, something that is certainly going to happen. Yeah, uh, uh, that's fair. Um, but in the world of film, it's actually just a sort of an antiquated term, and it would have been ha- what you would have referred to back in the very, very late 1800s um, as sort of a, pre- uh, a predecessor to the, um, to the documentary. Oh, no kidding. So this is what the – we will – you know, when we refer to the Lumiere Brothers films yeah, yeah, or yeah. to the early Edison films, the arrival of the train to the station, the workers leaving the factory. Sure. These little two-minute suckers that are, you know, that are just – there's no editing. There's no movement. It's just start the camera and stop the camera, which, by the way, would have made your jaw drop at the time. Oh, because, sure. Because, you know, 
who 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 could even think to do that? Um, anyway, those were called actualities. I've never heard that term before, well, and I go. teach a lot of those, so that is yeah. a really good term to know. There you go. Uh, coincidentally, and this is not in the spirit of fast film terms, but the other day I saw somebody uh, had posted a a restored little uh, clip from the Lumieres of them of a guy playing with a cat. Yeah, and it was adorable. Yeah, when they restore those two, they are they are absolutely breathtaking yeah. and. Um, yeah, I love I love an actuality. You can say that too now, um, and or I can mispronounce an actualite. Um, again, so anyway, let me just uh, give you one more. Okay. You ready? This is another subgenre, and are you familiar with this? Uh, a subgenre of the western, which is called the martial western movie. The martial western movie? No, I don't think I'm familiar with that subgenre. Well, as you know, in most westerns, uh, there's a sort of either an outlaw figure or somebody who sort of has one foot in the law and one foot in the in in the sort of renegade spirit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of traversing the landscape and making it through. Um, and the and the martial western movie is when you have an actual law person. And uh-huh. I could probably just say lawman because the truth is most of these westerns are going to have male protagonists and then and then and then. Um, anyway, so a law person sort of uh, trying to pursue and and make the law get you know obtain justice or solve a crime. Oh, okay. So this is the world of a Lone Ranger. Sure. Okay. So it's it's not yeah that that just immediately makes me think of High Noon, if only because the main character in High Noon is a sheriff, but. It's not about crime investigation, high right. noon. So, so this, this is more of, of that. Upstanding law person gotcha. pursuing um, justice. Well, that certainly makes sense. And so that is the Marshall Western movie, the subgenre of the Western. I love a Western. What up? And now we'd like to welcome Charlie Brown Sanders the third to the studio for his segment, Film History Minute with Charlie Brown. Director of the film Bronson, Nicholas Winding Refn, was not allowed to meet Charles Bronson in person since he is not from Britain but was allowed to have two phone calls with him. The line, It was absolute madness, at its very best, was written by Charles Bronson himself for the film and was told to Refn during one of those phone calls. When the real-life Charles Bronson was moved to Parkhurst Prison in 1976, he befriended the notorious Cray Twins. Coincidentally enough, Tom Hardy would later portray both of the Cray Twins in the film Legend from 2015. Tom Hardy did get to meet with Bronson several times, and the two became good friends. Bronson was impressed with how Hardy managed to get just as muscular as he was and how well he could mimic his own personality and voice. He once stated that Hardy is more like himself than he is. Maybe this is why Charles Bronson shaved off his mustache and sent it to Tom Hardy so that it could be made into a loose mustache for Hardy to wear. Bronson has stated he believes Hardy was the only person who could play him. Contrary to popular belief, Tom Hardy did not do 2,500 push-ups a day in preparation for the role of Bronson. The confusion and reason for this rumor is that Charles Bronson himself was the one doing 2,500 push-ups a day around the time Hardy was meeting with him to gather information for the film script. Hardy himself denied this rumor during an interview in late 2009 from Interview Magazine. Tom Hardy did get huge for this movie, and he admits in an interview that one of the reasons he took the part was because playing a beefcake who beats people up would be good for his career. True enough, Hardy's career took off after the film, and it almost certainly gave him a lock on his most prominent role to date, the brawny Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Bronson opened in a single cinema in North America and made $10,940. 
The film ended up earning $104,979 in the U.S., with the widest release being in 10 cinemas. Internationally, it made $2.1 million for a grand total of $2.2 million. Upon release, Bronson received positive reviews with many praising Hardy's performance, the film's writing and direction, as well as the humor and the action sequences, though it was criticized for its violence. The British Prison Officers Association complained when the film's London premiere was prefaced with a recording by Charles Bronson himself, recorded from the HPM Wakefield prison, where he stated, I'm proud of this film because if I drop dead tonight, then I live on. I make no bones about it. I really was a horrible, violent, nasty man. I'm not proud of it, but I'm not ashamed of it either. See you at the Oscars. It is illegal in the UK to make unauthorized recordings of prison inmates, but this recording does appear on some DVD editions. Charles Bronson was not allowed to see the film, but said that if his mother liked it, that would be good enough for him. According to Refn, his mother did like it. In fact, she loved it. In 2011, Bronson was finally allowed to see the film and called it theatrical, creative, and brilliant. Surrealist Filmmaker Alejandro Jodorowsky, to whom Refn frequently dedicates his films, claims he had a spiritual orgasm when he first watched Bronson and found it a very artistic film. He had first met Refn at a bookstore where there was a poster of the film Bronson, and he asked Refn, what is that all about? Thank you so much for listening to Side Talks. We are your own personal cinematic Regis and Kathy Lee. Yeah, okay. We might have done that before, but I just, I can't help it. Kathy Lee, any chance to do Kathy Lee? We've done definitely done Kathy Lee and Hoda. Um, anyway, you're the Kathy Lee, I'm the Regis. Damn, I was about to try to do a Regis voice and embarrass myself. <laughs> well, just practice that while I say this. Anybody who wants me to take on the challenge of drinking a bottle of vodka and watching Leaving Las Vegas Alone. This is a terrible idea. Do email not do this. Us. Do not do this. <laughs> email us and, 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 and throw down the gauntlet and I might just do it. No. And then I'll report back. Don't. Are you, are you worried I'm going to end up at Betty Ford? <laughs> That's not what happens at the end of Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> it is not. That would actually be a happy <laughs> that ending. That would be a happy but ending. But I do love the idea of us doing, of me doing the podcast remotely from the Betty Ford Clinic oh and you guys patching me in. And I'm like, hey. Anyway, um, email us. Thanks to Boutwell Studios. Do you want to do the rest of us in a Regis voice? Can you uh, do it? Th- thanks very much to. No, that's not. That doesn't work. I can't do. I can't do the. No, I can't do it. Jen, you can do a thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Who wants to be a millionaire? I don't oh, know. Wow. I can't do it. I can't it was do it. Surprisingly bad. I told bad. you it would be embarrassing. Well, thanks for listening. Sidewalkfest.com at Sidewalk Film. Thank you, Splash96. Thank you, Batwell Studios. And most of all, thank you for listening. Goodbye. It's <laughs> more Charles Bronson. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.